a textile workers around this country. I had to work and got four or five kids and can't pay the wages. Talk about your songs, talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Wait! Pause the moat out of this. I am broken, Matt Hardy, and I would like to inform all of you out there in the multiverse about one of the most wonderful podcasts in existence, yes. It is called The Go Home Show, and it is hosted by Jordan and Nick, and they are both true subscribers to my broken brilliant, yes. They talk about wrestling. They cover everything in the wrestling multivers. Make sure to check them out. The Go Home Show, as you will find it absolutely stupid. And we're back with another episode of the Go Home Show. It's your boy Jordan back again with my homie Nick. What's up, guys? And man, it was a really fun weekend. My band Karma got to go out to North Dakota. I guess it was technically Moorhead, Minnesota. It's like right, it's like five minutes from the border, right across from Fargo. We played the Time Bomb Pro Wrestling Show, and nice. man, it was crazy. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. uh, Shout out to Minnesota, Jesse Ventura. <laughs> Jesse Ventura didn't make his guest appearance. He uh, no showed the show. Nah, he was oh, cool. of course, and he expects <laughs> a paycheck too. <laughs> but no, it was crazy, man. Uh, AJ Gray and frontman Josh C had a banger match. Um, <laughs> the second gear crew showed out for sure because Manders, one called Manders and Matthew Justice, beat the hell out of each other. Like, I'm talking for sure. That's badass. I'm talking chair headshots for days. Like, Ooh. oh yeah, Matthew Justice. He does, that's like his thing, right? And Manders was taking him too. It was nuts. <laughs> uh, Manders hit him with like one of the Mike Awesome ones where he jumps off the top. Into the protected hair shot. Oh, Disgusting. And there was a fun uh, kaiju big battle match to open the show. It's like a, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, just just look up kaiju big battle. It's kind of like cosplay. Like like Godzilla monsters, right? Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. So they 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 wrestle? Yeah. They actually like do moves and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. They even had a door. I figured it'd be. Oh shit! I figured it'd be hard to move around in a big suit. No, they they, they did some moves. It was, it was entertaining, man. It was a good like comedic way to open up the show, I'd say. Mm, gotcha. But the main event, man, one of the best deathmatch wrestlers on the planet, Alex Cologne, went against Orrin Wright for the Time Bomb Championship. And man, there was glass everywhere, blood everywhere. <laughs> Ooh, man, the finish was. It's crazy. So he's Orin Vite pulls out of a a, uh, a board, I guess, with knives in it, like like steak like knives. Like he didn't like he did in Japan. Yep, yep, yep. Oh and uh he God. hits he hits a one wing angel on Cologne on top of that. Cologne no. kicks out Cologne kicks out at one. So Orin at one at one. <laughs> so was he, his back like fish killed? Like he no, nah, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as the one that uh who was it? Oh, was it Takeda that took it? Yeah, or, Takeda, yeah. Yeah. But then, after he kicks out of one, he picks him up again, puts light tubes on top of the board and knives in it, and another one-wing angel for the win. 
disgusting, oh, dude. I was going to say, does he pull out a gun and just shoot him <laughs> next? That match was a banger, man. That that whole show was real fun. Uh, shout out to Eric for booking it. He's real cool dude. He asked Carter nice. to come out and play a set. It was real fun and definitely going to end up going back there again. Shout out to AJ Gray and Matthew Justice for hanging out. Real cool dudes. And Fuck yeah. See both of y'all in the, at the collective in a few weeks, which heh, we were just talking about. We're definitely gonna be down there for a uh, GCW spring break. Joined another yes, spring sir. break. Yep. So, we'll so that's full review. Fun. Yeah, exactly. We'll expect a review for that for sure. We'll be live, pal. Oh, we're live, pal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was fun, man. So let's hop back into the uh, week in wrestling. So there wasn't really too much news, but New Japan did announce the field. And like both blocks for the 2020 G1 climax, which is crazy. I didn't expect it to really have. I didn't know if, I don't know. I, with everything happening, I didn't know how they were going to handle it. But I don't know if you've seen the blocks for it. I'll go through it, but it's going to be a banger, man. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't know how they'd handle it as far as with they COVID? They had so much talent. Or? Yeah, yeah, with COVID stuff. Gotcha. Like, okay. So much talent that I didn't think would be able to get there, but right. you'll see in a second <laughs> as I explain it, everybody who's in it that. They definitely got everybody that you would want in it. So A block, let me just run down. <laughs> the A block is stacked, man. So Kota Ibushi, Jeff mm-hmm. Cobb, Kazushiko Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, Will Ospreay, Shingo Takagi, oh. Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, oh. Jay White, and Yujiro Takahashi. Jay White. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. And then the B block is Hiroshi Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, Hiroki Goto, Toruyano, Yoshihashi, Tetsuya Naito, Sanada, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, and Evil. Ooh. It's going to be a banger G1. Hello, Bullet Club in there. <laughs> yep, there is. I think it's going to be a real fun one. It starts, I want to say the 19th. I could be wrong on that. That's just off the top of my head, but I'm yeah. excited for the G1. It's always like my favorite month in wrestling for the past few years because it's just banger match after banger match of course yeah i feel like it's their SummerSlam. i could be wrong yeah all right it's kind of like their SummerSlam as far as like the big three you know you got what's the yeah. big three in wwe wrestlemania SummerSlam, royal rumble yeah and then i say for New japan it's probably the g1 climax like the final right uh, um dominion and wrestle kingdom i'd say so right yeah dominion's kind of yeah the, the follow-up for Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, man, I'm excited for it. Out of those people I named, who do you think's taking it? I, I don't know. I haven't really – I'm honest. I've been out of the loop for New Japan since they've kind of been running shows again. Uh, I don't know. Out of those guys, maybe – I don't know if anybody in Bullet Club wins it. What do you think? I think it'd be really cool to see either Jay White or Sonata take it. I would, I would, that was going to say Jay White just because he's been out. And that would make sense because if Jay White wins it, then that is kind of like a, I don't know, it leaves a little bit of a, like a rivalry power between him and Evil. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like he could be like, well, while you were gone, I won both belts. He's like, well, I'm on my way back so or something. I don't know. Yeah, that could, that could definitely lead to a cool storyline there. I don't know. I just am very excited to see it because I love so many wrestlers in this uh, tournament, so it's going to be awesome. Hell <laughs> I'm yeah. excited to see uh, Suzuki and Osprey. <laughs> That'll be an interesting oh, one. Oh, fuck yeah. 
That'd be real cool. It'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Everything New Japan does is pretty much gold. Yeah, honestly. So, yeah, it'll be really cool. But, yeah, let's just hop into Monday Night Raw now. Start the week off right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Monday night opened up with Randy Orton kind of promo. And then I could have sworn Scott Steiner was coming out because you hear the ambulance sound. And I was waiting for the holla, <laughs> if you hear me. <laughs> but no, it's Drew McIntyre driving an ambulance for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, no freaks, <laughs> just Drew in an ambulance. Was it because of his jaw? Because he got kicked? Well, that, but, that, but why? that was like a week ago. How, how is he? Yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> how did he, he get He came yeah. from the me- medical facility, pal. Yeah, I guess so. He waited a full week. He's like, all right, I'm coming back with this ambulance just because <laughs> why not? Couldn't get an Uber. <laughs> yeah, I guess that. So, so next to her business attacks Action Bronson in the back. It wasn't actually Action Bronson, but it, it was some janitor who looked exactly like him. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, not Action Bronson. It would be better if it was him. <laughs> he was just trying to make a meal, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's delicious. Fuck, that's a beating. <laughs> but yeah, man, so the Hurt business attacks him, and that leads to a match with said ricochet and apollo against the hurt business and man i love this because so the hurt business attacks cedric during the entrance and then the match starts and during the match cedric flips out on ricochet and starts beating the hell out of him and he basically aligns himself with the hurt business not officially yet but you can see it's there and the hurt business ended up getting getting the win obviously but oh i was excited once i saw that because we've been saying yeah he did a fourth and I think I said weeks ago that Cedric would be perfect for it. So it's I know a, a lot of people were talking about they wanted this to be the new nation, but I think this is way better. I think this is a way better idea. Yeah, they're just out here running stuff, man. Right, running a <laughs> muck. Yeah, and they look in the suits too. You gotta love it, man. Right, the golden black. Yeah, Mwah. love it, love it. And we'll talk more about them in a little bit. But man, so next you got the Street Profits against Los Ingobernables WWE. And it's not even really a match. <laughs> like the profits win, but it Garza left during the match, and Andrade just got beat. Basically, it was just right. kind of more of the uh, dissension between those two. But after that, I love this: Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro come out after and challenge the Street Profits for a champ versus champ match, which I'm really excited to see because that match is probably going to be a banger. Hell yeah! So that'll be cool. Was well, that? That's not. Uh, that's that's I know they're doing Clash of Champions. Uh, What's the a gold rush? You yeah. know, no, so now it's all catchphrases, or it's yeah. all like sub. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a great. They're not like unifying anything, right? No, or I, uh, double maybe. belt and anything. Maybe they do something where it's like a like a wonk finish tonight, and then they do a rematch at the pay per view for a unification. I don't know. That could be it. Yeah, they but it'll be a great have, match, like you said. They don't have really have many tag teams, so I could see them unifying because th- who they have they have nakamura and Cesaro. they got street profits seems like Andrade there's no more Garza. there's no more Uz- usos or new nope. day nope um like and i Garza said uh, and uh they're about to break up Andrade just broke up uh cedric and Hurt business? Just broke up her business i could see yeah Ooh, give yeah. me like a a shelton and cedric tag team Ooh, that could be that could be pretty cool I'd like cool. to see in a, in in a perfect world, for just for a little bit. Give me like a pay per view to pay per view run of Lashley with the world title. Okay. 
MVP with the U.S. Okay. And Cedric and Benjamin with the tag titles. I would love that. I would love Black that. Black Evolution. Ooh. Who who could be there? Who could be the Ric Flair of that group? Let me think. Hold on. Well, the Ric Flair would have to be. It's like MVP, kind of. Obviously, he's. I'm more, thinking of like uh, a like a more like legendary. Gimme. Oh, you'd have to. Well, I guess they kind of teased it with Ron Simmons. I yeah, mean, I was gonna say Ron Simmons like, too. Yeah. Or uh, I mean, you could bring back Teddy Long as long as he's like uh, play a play a play. You know, right, right. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's more serious than sending making people go one on one with the Undertaker. <laughs> but I don't know. I think that'd be really cool. I would love to see them. They already got the black and gold, so let's get some real gold around their waist now. There you go, bingo. Let's do it. So next, we saw the Iconics face off against each other. Peyton Royce versus Billy Kay. This felt so weird, man. It just didn't seem. It didn't seem right. <laughs> and Twitter went like. I don't know. People on Twitter were, I mean, they're going to do, Twitter's weird anyways, but <clears throat> they were like crying over this. Like they can't wrestle each other. Ah, you know, it's like. They're the iconics, man. They should, I don't know. It just seems weird that they're broken up. They see, they had such good like chemistry together that it feels, we- it just felt weird with one of them. Like they're both their entrances felt weird without each other. It felt, felt like, cause they just seemed like awkward to me. Yeah, I can see that. And also it makes more sense for the riot squad to break up. Cause they were already like, broken up yeah. already you know what i mean as it was and sarah logan doesn't work there anymore so you already got one out yeah, exactly so and the, the iconics are already heels too so it's kind of weird to do a heel breakup when like i don't know it's it was just it seemed awkward to me it was an okay match though uh peyton won with her cool little swinging brain buster joint which is always cool she does it just looks nasty whenever she does it because it's like kind of sloppy but like the, a good way where she just looks like she's just killing him with it which is cool. Mm-hmm. So after this, there was a whole bunch of smiles that led to an Oscar and Mickey James match against Lana and Natalia. It, it was a, a decent little match, but of course, Oscar and Mickey James won. I, I don't know what they're doing with Mickey James being back right now. It's just weird. Yeah, it's very odd. This is, uh, I mean, besides Oscar, and I'm not trying to put anybody down, but this was a main event match like how can you have how can you have ali and yeah. ricochet the main event let you do this type of stuff where it's just like this is like sunday night heat type of shit. yeah i really don't get That's it a throwback brother <laughs> where's jonathan coachman at <laughs> <laughs> he's at espn the coach <laughs> coach no it doesn't matter what your name is <laughs> i used to I, hate the coach <laughs> He was such a heel. He was for sure. <laughs> like when I was little, I was like, oh, I don't like him. He's a yeah. turd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was back then for sure, especially when he was like doing the heel commentary on Heat and like I don't think he was ever yep. on. Was he on Raw? I don't think he was. I thought he was because he always used to. I remember him. I, I aligned him with kissing Eric Bischoff's ass, and Bischoff mm. was on Raw all the time. Yeah, he was so like he his, been... his little stooge. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Man, shout out to the coach. He's in the automatic games now. <laughs> Speaking of stooge, shout out to Gerald Briscoe. Yeah, Gerald Briscoe got let go this week after what thirty nine years or twenty nine years, something crazy. To sum that up, Gerald Briscoe. Without the Briscoes, there is no WWF. Gerald Briscoe and his brother ran Georgia Championship Wrestling. They sold it to, um, I believe it was who Turner, and then. They turned around and sold it to McMahon, who funded basically that's what funded WrestleMania. 
It yeah. was like you get from here to here. But without them, there was no WrestleMania, which there was no WWE. And, and so now there's my no point Joe is, Frisco and WWE. fuck Vince. <laughs> the way he sounded so sad in that Twitter post too, bummed me up, man. He was just like, hell yeah, he was trying to pro- he was protecting Vince for sure. Yeah, he was like, yeah, after 39 years or whatever it was, Vince called me last night and told me I was no longer needed. I was like, oh damn, poor guy. Yeah, it's like, God damn, bro. No fucking package, no nothing, huh? Yeah, just, just get him out of here. God damn, pal. We got a billion. We're, I'm not on the Forbes 500 list anymore. God damn. But the company's making the best profits it's made in years. Okay. Fuck, <laughs> so next we had the Hurt Business against Ricochet, Apollo Crews, and the Viking Raiders. This is the full Hurt Business now with, Ced- with Cedric in there, MVP, Lashley. And the main man, Shelton Benjamin, man, I love it. Love it. This match is fun, man. Um, during this match, another point of the tag team division being not very stacked right now. I think Ivar hurt himself during this match. He threw up an X after a dive, so that's another tag team gone. Really, I did not catch that. Yeah, he he did it pretty just like um, subtly, but he was for sure hurt during this match. Damn, bro. Yeah. So, there's... Another one bites the dust. Tag yeah, they team. don't have any tag teams right now, man, which is crazy. But, yeah, it was a a decent little match, but nothing too crazy. I, I, I love seeing Cedric with the Hurt Business, though. That's, like, yes. the big standout here. Yep. It's glad to see them, like, quickly together. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, it's I weird mean, as far as, like, them jumping him before he got in the ring. You know, initiation. Maybe they talked about it beforehand. Oh, did they? I missed that. Uh, no, that was maybe, like their, maybe. Oh, uh, uh, I was gonna say. <laughs> he got, he got jumped into the hurt hurt business. I don't know. <laughs> but he was the only one that got jumped in. Hey, hey they're, they're all older. They don't got, you got to. a pair of dues, pal. Exactly. <laughs> all right, come here, kid. Here's what's gonna happen. <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna punch you, and then you're gonna fall down. And you're in. Hey, hey, it worked. He's in. So. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I love it. I'm a sucker for factions. Exactly. Exactly. Give them. Give us so many more factions. Give me a. a I can't. Think we of want else. more hurt business. We want less retribution. If we could do that, would be great. Well, we're gonna talk about retribution because I, I pretty sure I know who's in it now after watching the segment that was on this yep. show. It was very obvious. It was so clear. It was very obvious. It's. I think I know obvious. a couple people in it now. I I got a whole I got the whole list I got them all everybody that was on that screen really yep I'll leave, leave that little tease for the next three minutes because I will get there in a second but Ooh, yeah so next we saw Kevin Owens and Alistair back fight on Wire Underground they split that, split it up between a few segments but we could just talk about it all here it was pretty fun like Kevin Owens came in looked like he was ready to fight fight like he he made it seem legit the way he came in there so it was cool but uh the main man. <laughs> Babatunde was having none of it because he came in and took them both out. Yes, he did. <laughs> Which, like, uh, I mean, cool. Shout out to Babatunde, but I don't know why they really did that right. there. Babatunde's over in Underground, but I don't know. Kevin Owens and Aleister Black, I don't You got to stooge them underground, uh, underground is, like, in between NXT and the main roster? Is that, like, you have to go through I don't the know. basement ba- to get? Yeah, I don't know. Babatunde does what he wants. <laughs> he, ro- but, he rules the boiler room. That was a big boy. We saw him, that man in the the uh, what was it, the Logan Square Auditorium, and that is that's a big dude. Yes, it is. Big boy. 
Shout out to Baba Tunde, man. <laughs> I refuse <laughs> to call him Baba, whatever they, Daba, whoever. I'm not, nah, it's Baba Tunde. Yeah, what, what is his name? Baba Because I know him Baba Tunde as well. It's, I think it's Dabakato, but that sucks. <laughs> yeah, what is that? That's just like Baba Tunde spelled backwards. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, no, say it backwards. <laughs> he's got to say it backwards. And then uh, he's got to puke. Baba Tunde is his name. I refuse. Yep. Uh, like that, exactly. Davocado just doesn't even. I don't know. Nah. It's Baba that sounds Tunde. like a UFC fighter. <laughs> it does Ironically, is kind of what they're going for, I guess. But I don't care. He's Baba Tunde. <laughs> but hey, we don't care. Hey, yo. <laughs> so next, we got a uh, series of handicap matches Shayna Baszler against the Wyatt Squad, which. Liv Morgan ended up getting a roll-up pin, okay? And then Nia Jax versus the Riot Squad. And speaking of retribution, this match is interrupted by retribution. They 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 almost did my angle I fished, where they, they black out all the screens and they all pop up with, like, a bunch of mass people on the screens. But they instead, they just did the retribution logo. It would be so yeah. much cooler if they were just on every screen. Yeah, that's way cooler. It's, like, anonymous or whatever. Yeah, but... They cut a little promo. It was a decent promo, honestly. If if they start doing things like this, where it seems like they actually have a purpose instead of just coming in and doing nothing, it'll be right. cool. Because they like they spoke what their purpose was, what their goal is here, instead of just coming in and breaking stuff and then leaving. You liked the, you liked it better this way. Yeah, I when, when they actually like have direction, because before they're just randomly messing stuff up. Like, okay, yeah. And I get it. I get what their the the promo was about, which I guess that's the whole point of a promo as long as you understand it. It was just the fact that the delivery was so Bray Wyatt esque, but not done as well as he would do it. As far as that. like we are, you know what I mean? Like just this huge, like um just painting a picture imagery wise. Yeah. And then but it's like, wait, 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 what the fuck are you talking about? Like it just gets <laughs> to that point where it's like, you're what you're saying sounds cool, but and I get what you're saying, but it's just uh, it's too much, I guess. The, the problem there is that it's Donovan Dijak. Dominic Dijak, Ooh, whatever his name is. No. It's, it's Dijak speaking. I it thought did, of Drake Maverick. It, it's so clearly Dijak. Like, they really <laughs> thought Because like, his eyes, everything about it, you can tell it's Dijak. Yep. And he's not the best talker, so that, it makes sense. Yeah, true. And then I thought, let me give you another one. I thought one of them was me and him. Yep. So I, I got... I got a whole list. So it's Dijak, Mia Yen. I think it's Shane Thorne, the one, the other guy who was on like the left side. Okay. That makes sense. One of the dudes is for sure Dio Madden. That's really? Guy, I think that's for sure Dio Madden. The commentator? Well, he was a wrestler before as a commentator. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then I think it's either Vanessa uh, Bourne or Chelsea Green, one of those two. So I feel like. I would have I would have put Dio Madden front and given him a promo because he can speak because he's done commentary. I think they and want Dijak like, to be the head of the group though because he's like the best worker. That's true. The, well, I don't know. I think Shane Dorn might be a better worker than Dijak, but he's not. He's not seven feet tall. <laughs> You're right, 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 right. He so he's somebody. the most commanding presence, I'd say. So, yep. I don't know. I'm glad they got Shane Thorne doing something because I'm pretty sure it was Shane Thorne. It looks like him. And Shane it would Thorne make rules, sense. Man. I mean, he's not really doing much in NXT. Yeah, he rules too. That whole, that whole when he was doing the tag team with Brendan Vink, it seemed like they're gonna push him, and they just didn't. Right. 
but who knows? But <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's who Retribution is. I guess we'll see Ross happen as we speak. So maybe we'll get some uh, spoilers somewhere. I don't know where I would see it. I'm not, I'm not going to see it now, but after the show, we'll find out who Retribution is, hopefully. I don't want them to yeah. drag it out to another pay-per-view because Night of Champions is until what? End of this month? Yeah, at they, least. They really need to reveal something before then. It's been, what, three months of build, I think? Yeah, I just, I like, like we said, I love a faction, sucker for a faction, and this is what I'm asking for, but I don't know. Do it Started off hot, <laughs> it's starting to get a little bit cold. Yeah, I agree 100%. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, next, we'll we got uh, La Familia de Mysterio in the back. <laughs> nice. Rocking and, uh, the Gucci. Man, they're all dripping with the Gucci Louis. <laughs> We're talking more about Gucci in a few. In, give me, Gucci give me like, Libre, baby. <laughs> give me about twenty more minutes, and we'll be talking about some more Gucci. Let me tell you what. Oh, it's Gucci Day. <laughs> it is Gucci Day. Apparently, Gucci Week. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, the mysterious in the back is saying like, "Hey." Buddy Murphy, you think we let Dominic go out there alone? You got something else coming because we're all coming. <laughs> yeah, was, the whole fam's there. Yeah, and he learned that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He definitely did. But man, next Drew McIntyre kills Randy Orton. Basically, he claimed more of this man like fifteen times during this episode. <laughs> Into a random ring with no ropes on one side. <laughs> That's Raw Underground. <laughs> Was it really? <laughs> no. You think? I don't know. Uh, what that that, is. I was gonna say that would make sense. But yeah, he claymores him again and sends him packing in an ambulance. So yep. I guess Randy Orton's got a head. I think Orton is winning the belt. <laughs> I really do. I think so too. I really think he is, and I'm cool with it. I think Orton's That's doing funny. really good work right now. Yeah. But something I think else. He, I should, he should win the belt, and then that should just stop. Yeah, I think I mean, like that rivalry. I don't know where Drew goes from there, but I really think Orton's winning it. So maybe, maybe they program with Keith Lee, just them two. But I don't know. Keith Lee's. Do you think they do a triple threat? I don't know. Keith Lee's wrestling uh, Drew tonight, so. Oh, that's I don't true. Know. Uh, I guess we'll see. We'll be but, asking. Yeah, <laughs> but the main event of the show I thought was a banger, man. Dominic Mysterio versus Buddy Murphy in the street fight. I thought that was dope. Like Great there's match. so much here. The crossbody off the Thunderdome screens. Dominic Day was sick. Oh was yeah, fun. he did the nasty sliding uh, sunset power bomb thing under the, ta- into a like table. the table. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was so much here, man. But he's really like blowing me away. Like I didn't really know what to expect at first, and the more I see of him, uh, Dominic Mysterio yeah. pronouns, pal. Um, I just he's re- really good. Yeah, like, definitely. Fucking awesome. He, For somebody that's just like, here is a, a, a Hall of Famer's son, and here we go. And it's just like, wow, he's really good. Really good. Yeah, definitely. I think if he, once he gets more character to him, he's he's on the uh, on the highway to uh, – that's not even good. That's not a real expression. Strap a rocket to him. There we go. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but, yeah. This is really cool, and man, the way they went off air, <laughs> they tie Buddy Murphy up in the rows, man, and the whole fam, <laughs> the whole Mysterio Familia, beating his ass with the kendo <laughs> the hell out of this man with the kendo sticks. They should have brought out Grandma too. <laughs> For real, oh, Layla, man. get out here. 
He's got the <laughs> Ray's daughter, his wife, Dominic Ray. If they had a dog, it would have pissed on them. <laughs> That's how it felt like. Poor Murphy, man. And the episode just ended on him getting beat. Like, Rollins didn't even do the running. Exactly. They just left him to get beat. You think they're going Murphy and Rollins at the next pay-per-view? I don't know. I feel that, like they probably should because I feel like Dominic. But then where does Dominic go from here? Yeah, I don't know. His dad well, turns on him. Or he turns on his dad. And joins Seth. No, that's not happening. Nah, I don't, I don't, I'd rather just see him turn on him and just be him. Yeah. But I think, man, when they have that Rollins Murphy pay per view quality match, it's going to be a banger, man. Absolutely. That, I think Buddy Murphy's like, if, there's, if there was one guy I could have in WWE, like, leave and go do the G1, it's Buddy Murphy. Yes. That'd be, <laughs> him and Ibushi. I, I want to see Rollins and Osprey. Uh, that's that's gotta. Uh, it's never gonna happen. That writes itself right there. Yeah, he he said, "Cool, you do flips on the Indies with him. I'm rich." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I'm rich," and then he goes, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean that." <laughs> yeah, Rollins started feeling himself that week on Twitter. <laughs> yes, he did. He came back and goes, "You know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to stun on y'all." He was talking crazy. <laughs> Which yeah, usually man. means when the people are like that offended by it, they know it's true. Yeah, he he is rich, man. So, <laughs> well, no, but, he is rich for sure. But I mean, like the whole argument, like who's the better wrestler? Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't resort you wouldn't resort to. Well, I got more money. It's like, yeah, he, he was kind of into that argument. He was a little hurt there. I feel like he was like, man, I don't know what else to say. I'm rich. <laughs> cool. I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> But yeah, man, that was raw. So with the uh, whole switch up of the days of the week, I ended up missing Impact this week because NXT was on Tuesday. And then I just had a busy week with everything going out for going out to North Dakota for the Time Bomb show. But I do want to mention that last week, Eric Young became the new Impact Heavyweight Champion, which is well-deserved, man. This dude rules. I'm glad to see him leave WWE immediately, get like the recognition he deserves because he's he was so over in NXT and then main yep. roster just nothing. He deserves it. Absolutely. Shout out to EY man. And I will definitely be back back next week with the uh impact review. I just hadn't gotten a chance to watch it yet for the week that just passed. So but I'll definitely be watching this week's because I love Impact. Just had a crazy week. But speaking of Tuesday night, NXT ended up happening on Tuesday this week when it started off with a banger, man. <laughs> Adam Cole versus the Prince Ooh. Ben Balor for the NXT title. Finn Balor for the NXT title. <laughs> What'd you think of this one, man? We talked about this before we started recording, and we'll get into it, but this was the opening match, and it was pay-per-view worthy. This was a takeover match. They... You're more the you're more of a play by play guy, but overall the match was f- superb, phenomenal. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I think I was riding. I think I rode this match out as far as how much I enjoyed it until the last match. Like right when the last match happened is like when I kind of started getting a little looking at my phone, and then my interest picked back up. But what did you think about it? Man, it was it was really good, man. It was like you said, a takeover level match, man. They started off with a lot of chain wrestling, and Finn was like 
heavily in control. But Adam Cole was the first person ever in WWE to kick out a coup de gras, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, which really says a lot for both guys yeah. as far as Cole is like, oh, what is it going to take to put him away? And because he was champ for fucking forever. And then it says for Balor, it's like nobody's kicked out of this. It's like, wow, that's saying a lot. He's wrestled. He's been here a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. But he kicked, ended up kicking out of the last shot too. And <laughs> the finish of this was sick, man. Ooh. Top rope, bloody Sunday for the win. That was dope. Man. I would have never let anybody else do that to me if I was Adam Cole. That first <laughs> yeah. Balor, like, Ain't no way, off. man. There's absolutely no way that I would let that happen. But it was, it was dope, man. I really like this match a lot. And after they had a cool segment in the back with Finn going through and getting graduated by everybody, and Cole ends up walking okay. up to him and uh, asked for a handshake, and they give each other a little too sweet action. Sportsmanship. Yeah, I thought it was really cool, and this is not nothing like you've seen Adam Cole in NXT before, giving like actual respect to somebody. So that shows the, the level of uh, yeah, the level of respect between him and Finn. So I thought that was really cool, a little different uh, fold in the yeah. uh, layers of uh, Adam Cole. But next we got a uh, I don't know what this segment was, man. Aaliyah, Shotzi Blackheart, and Io Shirai. They they did something, man. I don't... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robert Stone, he came out and screamed for a while, and I don't know. This was like, this segment just felt like a mess. Honestly, it it didn't really like help anybody in any way. I don't think it didn't really like further any storylines. It just made EO like EO end up standing tall on everybody. I think so. I right, maybe it sets up Shotzi. Shotzi and EO Mayo, maybe I think. I thought that'd be really cool. I think that'd be really cool. I like Shotzi a lot. If anything comes out of it, I would like that next yeah, week. For sure. <laughs> I would love Shotzi and EO. Or maybe, like, uh, I don't know when the next takeover would be. Probably not for a while because they don't have any way to. I don't think Yeah, do usually it goes off for whatever the bigger uh, WWE, like the main roster, right? Is that well, the, the past few ones haven't. Like, the takeover 30 was just a random weekend. And I think the one before that was. Was that SummerSlam weekend? No. Uh, the one where EO won the belt. There was a cha- there was a t- uh, pay per view. It, it might have just been a random. No, there was a, there was a pay per view the next day, wasn't there? I thought there was. Maybe uh, not. I don't, I don't know. Remember. I could be. Oh, wrong. was it horror? Uh, not horror, horror show. Horror, it was horror show. I think horror show. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Extreme Rules. Yeah, yeah. horror show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, next we got dinner with the Garganos with Tegan Knox. They split this up into a bunch of segments, but we could just talk about it all right here. Um, it, uh, I don't think it needed as much time as it got. It really... Uh, no. <laughs> it basically ends in Tegan and Candace having a food fight. Then Johnny comes down like, what's going on? And then he gets a food in his face too. And then slips <laughs> on the banana peel. <laughs> Candace tries to throw something at Tegan and she dugs and hits her TV and then Tegan runs out. And I guess that's going to set up another feud or a further furthering their feud, I guess. But I don't know. Hopefully they can get to the match soon because it's been like four, three, four weeks of them just doing video packages about it, which I yeah. get you, like, oh, there's not really too much heat behind this feud, I'd say. No, it's definitely not. And I think it has something to do with Tegan Knox wrestling 
Dakota Kai. So you go from one storyline where it's like, we were best friends, and yeah. they got the promo package, but then she turned on me, and then it shows a turn, and blah, and then you go from that to Candice LeRae. We were best friends. I don't know why she sounds like Terry Funk, but <laughs> we were best friends forever, and she turned on me. And yeah, it's just the same. It is same very, way too similar of a storyline, I'd say so. I don't know. I really like Dakota Kai. I mean, not Dakota Kai. Tegan Knox. But I do, yeah, yeah, same. I just think this isn't just like the best. And I love Candace Story too, but it just seems like a repeat, like you said, like a repeat of the storyline with Dakota. So I don't know. It's hopefully yeah. they find a way to kind of spice it up a little bit this week, or I guess we'll see where they go with it. But it'll be cool. Hopefully. Speaking of cool. Timothy Thatcher, man, this dude rules. <laughs> Always, bro. He's so good. I can't wait to see this match next week. Yeah, it's I'm, be a I'm actually looking forward to it. It's, 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 Priest and uh, Thatcher is going to be a banger, man. I think so, too. It's going to be real good. He ended up just cutting a promo on Priest here, but I think it's going to be – he's going to stretch him. <laughs> yep. Thatcher's and, Thatcher can. Exactly. So next we got a match with uh, Velveteen Dream and Ashanti Adonis. I think that's his name, Ashanti Adonis. I hope it is because that's a sick name. If I if I made that up, they need to take it. <laughs> I know his last name is Adonis. I, I think his la- I think they said his first name was Ashanti. That's a banger name, Ashanti Adonis. That's dope. I like. I don't that. know if it was Ashanti Adonis. It's that sounds better than that's, what I thought it was. If it's not, it should be. That's a sick name. <laughs> I would agree. I would definitely agree. I uh, didn't really pay attention to the yeah, second it, it, it didn't until, really matter uh, until the end. Yeah, kind of caught my attention. Dream wins, but then Kushida comes out and attacks him. Let's have Kushida just destroy this man. Please. Yeah, I need Kushida to do something <laughs> important for the love of God. They, yes. He's so make good, it man. Worth him signing. Like, make him worth signing. He's so like, good. Nakamura <laughs> was so good uh, yeah. when they signed him, and it was just like instantly he was over. And I don't, I don't know if they're on that same level, but. Definitely better. He needs to be booked better than what he is now or what he's been so far. Yeah, definitely. I think Kushida's definitely – they kind of dropped the ball with him in NXT so far. Agreed. But next we got a little Breezango promo vignette, which there wasn't really too much to come out of it. They were just saying, yeah, we got the belts now, so uh, cool. Next week they're having a, a rematch against uh, Imperium apparently, mm. which is weird. I don't – what happened to um, – Legato del Fantasma. I don't know. They weren't on this Were episode at punished? all. They weren't. Yeah, it's weird. Well, they've been... Oh, yeah, they were beefing with them and Swerve, yeah. Yeah, they had the match last week, but like you would think they would come back and try to get a tag title shot. But... Right, or make it a... Th- well, did, they, did they already do a three-way? Is that how they won the belts? No, they just won it off of Imperium straight up. Mm. Yeah, I would rather see... I don't know. I would rather see them retain against Imperium and Imperium go back to NXT UK and then work with yeah, yeah, Phantasma, and then they take the belts off of them. I mean, they got to be able to get back because if if like Jay White and all of them are going to be in the G one, I there has to be you have to be able to travel now. So right, and they're doing NXT UK. They just had to. I don't know if fans were there. I didn't watch it. Just saw that they were promoting it on the network. So yeah, I think that it starts again like this week or next week, maybe, or maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. I know they had it taping already. I'm pretty sure. So I don't think they're gonna do this, but you should have Clash of Champions 
Walter and Balor. Oh, Balor's so got the title now. It'd be so good, man, but uh, they're not going to do it. Walter's not coming over. I wish. That's one of the big things we were robbed of from the pandemic is Walter yeah, versus right? Balor. That match was, oh. I don't think they've ever touched the ring ever. I don't know when don't they would so have. Either. They just teased a little bit and that was it. Oh, but so that good. match would be O-V-A over. Yeah, straight up. It'd be so good, man. But hopefully we get that eventually. I, we need yeah. to. I haven't seen Walter wrestle in so long. It's been seven months at least since I've seen Walter wrestle. I need more. Yeah. Yeah. God, I love Walter. What a good. Uh, I'm just thinking about that match that he had against uh, Briggs at Evolve. Beat the hell out of that man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Breaks off of him. That was dope. That is a big boy in person, I'll tell you that. There's yeah. a reason he played rugby, or he did, or he does. Does he play rugby? I don't know. He looks like he should. He looks like he should. That's my point. He's a big bastard. Yeah, he's like, I think he's like an inch or two taller than me. Or maybe maybe we're the same height, but regardless, it's a big boy. Yeah. Well, you're tall, too. I guess so. But, Walter. Everybody's tall than me. I'm 5'8", bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but shout out to Walter, man. Kind of got yeah. sidetracked there, but I don't care. Walter right. needs all the love he gets. The he deserves jump. it. He deserves it. <laughs> but yeah, so after that, we went back to a uh, singles match between Austin Theory and Bronson Reed. It was it was a pretty good match, but Bronson ended up getting yeah, win. Yeah, half page to this one too. Kind of like the Velveteen Dream match. Yeah, it was it was an okay match, but Bronson ended up getting the win, which I love. Bronson Reed, yep, sick. And then I liked how they how he was working the bat. I like when he tried picking him up. Uh, Theory tried picking up Bronson, yeah. and his back gave out. He's selling the back, and he just falls on him. Yeah. I thought that was cool. <laughs> that was and then cool. He was splash. Bronson Reed definitely needs to get keep the push going for him. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Give me a Bronson Reed Walter match. I know that's happened in PWG before. Before because oh, Bronson, it did. Yeah, um, Bronson used to wrestle as uh, Jonah Rock, and he was in PWG a lot. I need to watch that. Match of the week? Yes. Or we'll probably have to watch a full show for that because not many PWG matches are on like YouTube. Gotcha. Or, we, or we could just go watch to the spot in the show where that match happens. But Either way. We will discuss. <laughs> I trust in you, sir. <laughs> but next, we got an Adam Cole interview, and he was definitely not the normal cocky heel Adam Cole here. He was just like, yeah, the better man won, but if he gets another shot down the line, Adam Cole said he's getting the gold back. So that's just a way to keep Adam Cole relevant and confident, but I don't think he's going anywhere near that title anywhere anytime soon. No, I don't think so either. Not for a while, especially after he had it for so long. And I don't know. We see, we've seen uh, undisputed era a little bit later on in the show. So we don't know what's the standing with that. Cause they weren't all together. Yeah, just Kyle O'Reilly was not seen. Right. And Cole wasn't with him. It's just Roddy and Fish. So yeah, exactly. I don't know. See what where it goes, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So the next match we, like you just mentioned was Roderick Strong against Killian Dane. It was a decent little match, but Roddy ended up picking up the win after a little bit of assist from Bobby Fish. Mm-hmm. It was it was fine. Uh I don't know. A lot of the matches in the middle, like we talked about, it was kind of like this show was a story of a really, really, really great start and a great ending, but a lot of the stuff in the middle just kind of seemed like filler to me on this episode. Yeah, I honestly 
liked uh, NXT more than Dynamite, which is a rare occasion. But just because of the opening match and the finishing match, I think we're both five-star matches. But this was weird, and a lot of the other matches were just kind of filler, it seemed like. Yeah. Uh, this one especially because it was just kind of all over the place as far as Killian Dane taking the pin on this and then Drake Maverick coming out, doing a run-in to save him with the pipe yeah. just for uh, Killian Dane to turn on him and punch him. Like I, They did this last week. I don't know if yeah. they're... They're they're not doing. A, are they doing a rivalry against each other? Or are they? They're doing a tag match this team? week. They, they have oh, they're a tag. Team, they're team together. Yep, this week. Well, then you only need one. <laughs> you only need one week of him getting punched in the face. Yeah, need every time for like that'll be their uh, finisher. He just punches Drake Maverick and throws his unconscious <laughs> body at them. Like, I, I don't. don't know. I don't know. This was weird for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. But. We can get to what was one of the better, the two best parts of the show. So, Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez in this cage match, man. <laughs> Banger. Beautiful. This, this is wild, man. Rhea doesn't even do her entrance. She just jumps Mercedes from behind immediately, and they go out at it. A bunch of weapons in the ring. There's chairs, stuff, trash cans, tables, whatever you think of. Oh, my. Kendo sticks. Yeah, exactly. And man, there was so much in this match. The top row neckbreaker that uh, I think it was Rhea or was it Mercedes? One I of think the it was Mercedes. Mercedes did a top row neckbreaker was sick. Yep. That was crazy. The cage was, it wasn't a traditional, and I don't say traditional because that's like the big blue bastard cage, yeah. but it wasn't like the regular cage where it's all connected. There was like a space in the corner yeah. of each piece of the cage. So like, Mercedes took a bump of some kind while she was up on the top rope, and she like started like lean back, and her head stuck out of yeah, the, I thought that was cool. Cage, which was which was cool. I, I thought she was gonna do something to her, like hit but her then with she the did. chair or yeah. something. <laughs> she just, but, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool, a great match, though. Yeah, and the finish, man, a, a avalanche riptide through a table for the win. She I, put a little bit of hot sauce on that one too. Yeah, she definitely lifted her did. up. It's like she. Put, she was dropped her and it like she almost seemed like she was throwing her through the damn ring. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, it was a really good rip tie. Off the they top also rope. did a a superplex, which you know we see every match, damn near. Yeah, but in this instance, I don't know why. Maybe just because I really like the match, but I think you may have as well. But I've been. Not I've never wrestled, obviously, but I've been in a wrestling ring. Yeah, and when you stand on that top rope, it's fucking scary. Like you're up high <laughs> as fuck. And to so get slammed off super, it, right? To take a suplex is just like I don't know. I think I take that for granted a lot. Yeah, definitely. People do that. It's just like man, that's fucking crazy. You can, so much could just go wrong, and it's so high up. And exactly, and they both sold it too. It wasn't like because it's used, like I said, every match. These two, yeah it well and this was like a world title match and we haven't seen a cage match i don't know how long yeah it's been a while but this is a really good one <laughs> it was a really good episode and it was a really or a really good way to end the episode is what i'm trying to say yeah 100 percent. great match and we yep. ended up picking up the win so i guess they're still on the rear ripley train so i guess it's it'll be interesting to see where she goes from here yeah i don't know if they keep going with this uh Rivalry between them two. It seemed like a very uh, definitive ending to the match, so I don't, 
I don't. I would. I would say no. Yeah, I would. I would. I would say no as well. I, I wouldn't want to push it too much further. This was definitely a finale. Seemed like it was quick. Yeah. But yeah, this is definitely a finale to me. Yeah, absolutely. So let's hop into AEW Dynamite. As you you speak before that, you enjoyed NXT more this week, but I. I it's not not anything new, but I I definitely enjoyed AEW more this week because there's so much here that I thought was just they they did a lot on this episode. So let's just go through it. So it started off with MJF and Chris Jericho arriving in parallel limousine or uh, <laughs> not limousines, but like navigators, I guess it was. Yeah. <laughs> they both get out, meet on opposite sides of Alex Marvez, and then they're just like MJF was like, man, you know, it's a it's a shame that you had to even get in the ring. With an idiot like Orange Cassidy, and then <laughs> Jericho's like, "Yeah, you got screwed. He hit the paradigm shift. He's, he's a cheater. You should have. You should be the champion right now." They both like, "Yeah, one day you'll get the championship." And then MJF's like, "Yeah, one day you'll get your your uh, title back." <laughs> and then they just like right. they they do a COVID handshake, just a little elbow bump, <laughs> of course. And then they walk away, and then it cuts to like a split screen, and they both go, <laughs> "Loser," <laughs> which is a little I funny way to show. Love that. Both heels, brother. <laughs> and that goes into the open of Dynamite with the the boom. Bleh, 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 bleh. I don't know the words of the song. Boom, <laughs> Dynamite. <laughs> Here comes the boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it opened up with the Jurassic Express against the Lucha Brothers. And I thought this match was really fun, uh, the, which we expect. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus against Penta and Phoenix is going to be crazy. <laughs> but I got a question. What's with Penta? Is Does he have the eye patch thing over his mask because Rey Mysterio does it? Or what? what's with that? I don't know. I was wondering that too. Maybe he just started to. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't think... <laughs> I, I think he just decided to do it because Penta does what he wants. That's true. He has zero, zero fear. Mir- yeah. Yep. Cero. <laughs> Miro. Miro, you say? <laughs> oh. There, there's not oh. zero Miro. There is a whole lot of Miro. There's at least one Miro. <laughs> Uno Miro's. Uno Miro. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but yeah, man, this match was really fun. I love that new choke slam thing that Luchasaurus is doing. Where he like choke slams him off the ropes. He goes like a full rotation and then brings him down on the other side. Yep. Looks crazy. <laughs> it looks insane. <laughs> There's like a lot of distance that you travel there. It's, it's sick. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's great. I mean, I like Luchasaurus as far as a big guy. I feel like he – I wish he would save the – because he can do so much. He can do the backflip, like the standing backflip. He can do all the crazy shit, and it's like, I don't know. I wish he would do that because it would be more of like a whole shit type of thing if he did it more sparingly. You know yeah, I, mean? I could see that for sure. But I don't know. I, I think it's a thing where he's like, I don't get that much TV time. I'm going to do whatever I want. I can do it here. No, they get to you. I feel like they get to you. Every week, I feel like they have a match. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I I think it's just kind of like the style he's working against because it's always like high flyers. I think it might just be a little like a a victim of the placement he's in where he's just like, all right, I got to go all out because everybody else is going all out. Right, right. No pun intended. (laughs) Oh. But these four guys can't have a bad match. You know, you already know that. Yeah. And with Eddie Kingston. <laughs> Eddie Kingston at ringside. And we'll get some- on top. But the finish of this match came when <laughs> Penta accidentally hits Phoenix at the Destroyer because he was going for a Destroyer on Jungle Boy. And then 
you know, you see, he should have both eyes because he has one covered, so he couldn't see it was his see? brother. So that's what it was. Uh, then Jungle Boy ended up getting the one, two, three, and then the Lucha Brothers end up arguing after the match, and Eddie Kingston's like, "Hey, hey, hey, what are you doing? I'm here <laughs> for you. That's your brother, your blood." He goes, he goes, you're my best friend. You're my best you're friend. My best friend. <laughs> he, he's his best friend. No, no. I don't know why he said that. I don't know either. I think it's a lot of – I think it's so – this is the best thing. It's because Eddie Kingston just says what he wants, and yeah. you know it's not scripted. It's just fucking gold. And he's like, where's your wife? I'm like, what? <laughs> why is he talking about the Blade's wife? He's talking like, about Allie. Right, right. He's like, where's your wife? He's like, what the fuck? It was like so random because he was talking to Lucha Bros and he's just like, and you, where's your wife? He's like, oh. Because he's like, where's, where's your British friend? Talking about Pac, which I yep, hope, yep. I hope that means Pac's coming back and we're getting a feud between Eddie Kingston and Pac. Oh my God. Oh. You think, so do you think Lucha Bros, they keep going with Death Triangle and then he's with Butcher and Blade or something? That'd be what sick. What do you think? I could see That'd that. Man, imagine the promos between Pac and Kingston. Because Pac can talk too. He can. Uh, yeah. The bastard. Yeah, that'd be really good, man. That'd be really cool. It'd be a cool clash of styles too. I also want to see a Penta, a Pentagon uh, singles run. Oh, yeah. I, I, thought, I, I thought we were getting that here so we could go back to talking about it. But they ended up, they keep pushing each other back and forth. And Kingston's trying to make them shake hands. And they go to shake hands and then Penta pushes them again. And I thought, oh, it's it's done. It's not happening, but then they ended up right. hugging and uh, making up. And then Eddie Kingston goes, he says, by the way, I was never eliminated from the Casino Battle Royale. Get at me. <laughs> he wasn't, but that's what I don't understand. I've, I mean, I forgot. He went through the middle road. Jake, like, holding up a bag and then. He, but he went through the middle. He never went over the top. Did he? Okay, see, I yep. didn't notice that. Hmm. Yep, so, hey, I guess we'll see where that goes. Yeah. He, he said Get at me. Maybe get a title <laughs> shot or something. Yeah. I love Eddie Kingston, man. I, I, give me a do whatever you want to do with Eddie Kingston. Just right, put him right. on my TV. Put him on the screen. And <laughs> exactly. I'm happy. We're both happy. He'll make it work. Whatever you want to do with him. He hit a, he hit a kid with a car and he made it work. <laughs> he did? Yeah, an impact. <laughs> Who did he hit with a car? Some kid. And that's what <laughs> they, that's why him and Conan started feuding. With like the, the there was like an original like LAX and then uh, the new LAX. That's what started it basically because he could have oh, okay, poor kid. Yeah, poor kid. <laughs> and do the job. He did for sure. <laughs> but next we got a uh, promo from Jake the Snake and Lance Archer against about John Moxley and it was a decent little promo and Lance Archer actually got the talks here too, which was I thought was cool. Yep, give me more of this, less writing. On Jake's stomach, yeah, or his back. They did that that one time, and then I and then they're like, All right, I don't know why we did that. So they yeah, they went back to what they got that doing. vibe too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they, I'm really excited to see that match because, like we've said before, that match they had at Wrestle Kingdom was a banger. So yep. whenever this match happened, well, not even whenever this happens, it's happening in October. What was it? October 14th at the anniversary show. That's when that match is happening. So, oh, really? For yeah, some they reason, I thought it was happening like next week or the week nope. after. At October fourteenth, the okay. one year of Dynamite. Yep, that'd be cool. I hope uh, it's going to be a uh, a uh, TV main event, but that doesn't mean anything in AEW because they put some bangers on. and They're not afraid to bleed on TNT, so <laughs> make it brutal. <laughs> yeah, that'll I be think- a, a big deal for them for sure. They'll be 
pulling out all the stops. Especially for the one-year episode. Yeah, absolutely. So next we got Angelico and Helico actually against Orange Cassie. This was a really fun match. And Helico was pulling out some like new submission stuff that I hadn't seen him done before do before. And I thought it was really cool. But it's not enough for the man who uh puts his hands in his pockets because Orange Cassie hits him <laughs> with the big orange punch for the one, two, three. And then Santana and Ortiz come out and attack after the match, and the best friends come out for the save, and they challenge Proud and Powerful to a parking lot brawl next next week, which is gonna be that's gonna be so good, man. It's gonna be hilarious. I hope they, I hope this is the end of the feud. I feel like they've been wrestling each other for like ever. These two, I think, I think it's gonna be the end of the feud for sure. He said, yeah. <laughs> Trent said, we're here to hurt you. And to make my mama proud. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever happened with them, the loser has to, if, if they lose, they have to apologize to his mom on the phone. Yeah. Well, the they won. So they didn't have to. <laughs> oh, yeah. No apologies from Proud and Powerful. No apologies. Like the Nirvana song. Exactly. Shout out. <laughs> I want to see a Santana a singles run as well. I want, I think there's too, too much too much time left with, with them as a tag team. They haven't really. Had- oh no, I don't think it'll happen anytime soon. I just want to see it. I want to see Pentagon singles run. I want to see a Santana singles run. I could definitely see both. Both of them are really good. Like regardless, so I think it'll be sick when that happens. But I think I want Proud and Powerful to get the tag titles. Yeah. At some point. Oh yeah, I do too. But yeah, this, I'm excited for that parking lot match because they trend i feel like chuck and trend have been trying to have this match for so long <laughs> because if you remember the first the last episode before everything shut down they they mentioned it and they they challenged i think it was gonna be a the um death triangle against them in the parking lot brawl but then mm-hmm. everything shut down and that's when they had to do the georgia tapings so they, they had to scrap it <laughs> but now they're finally getting to do the parking lot brawl which <laughs> six months for them to think of even more ideas than they had for that one. They're going to do something sure. crazy. I'll pop for sure. If they bring, if they like drive the van there and it still has like a bat through the windshield <laughs> That'd and be all so that. Good. <laughs> or like you could tell that it was detailed. Like it's the same van. Right. Or they replace the panels. It's like, white. Yeah. it's like black panel panels on a white van. I feel like they have to do something like that. I need Sue to make a, do a run and hit somebody with a low blow. Yeah. <laughs> Sue. Have there if you've been on screen? Yeah, when they, when she drove him to the Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yep. Yeah, she made her dynamite debut. <laughs> and speaking of a dynamite debut, next we got a uh Matt Hardy promo and Rebby Hardy and uh their new their new kid. I don't know what the kid's name is, but that kid made his dynamite debut. <laughs> Little Nero. I don't know. I, Little I, baby Nero. <laughs> I know uh both of his other sons, Maxim or Maxel or something, and the other one, one of them debuted on Impact, one of them debuted on WWE. So, <laughs> see, I didn't got... know they had th- a third kid. I thought it was just two boys. Yeah, so. this is the brand. Congratulations to him and his wife. Yeah, <laughs> but they definitely put her on there to be like, "It's okay. Uh, we want to show everybody that she's okay with this." And yeah, then, you know what I mean, like after what she was saying on Twitter. Yeah, she was not happy. Reason. Yeah, she, she's very understandably not happy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she they seems have still unhappy on screen here. Yeah, it's very true. But she, 
she was still out there giving like blowing kisses to Matt and everything. And he he yeah. basically just came out and said, "Thanks for all the support and everything." Give an update that he he was okay, but he's still gonna be out just to make sure he's one hundred ten percent back to health before he comes back and he wants a world title run. So I don't think that's gonna happen, but he could come back with a. It's kind of just a way to put a pin in the uh, Sammy Guevara feud. Which is yeah, good because it, it, it seemed cursed, man. It they, was a, like <laughs> they had one more match. One, I was okay. One of them, I think Matt Hardy would die. Yeah, they something between those two is just like it was a time, a ticking time bomb. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was it just, elevated quickly. It definitely did. But yeah, man, it's good to see Matt Hardy. Okay, glad he's yeah, was able God. to come back and give his uh. It seemed very heartfelt, so I thought it was cool. Yeah, I was either waiting on somebody to interrupt or for him just to be legit and just say what he needed to say, and that's what he did, so good yeah, for him. Definitely, definitely. And he got a big pop here, too, the, the whole thank you, Hardy, and people were definitely showing the respect he deserves. That dude's a legend. Absolutely. But next we got <laughs> the best man announcement. So we got Kip Sabian and Penelope come to the ring, and at first, Tony Schiavone's in the ring. <laughs> Kip's like, what are you doing here? If I wanted somebody for an announce team, I would ask for JR. He knows how to party. And I was like, dang, Barry and Schiavone. God damn. Schiavone's the one that can talk more than JR right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Shout out to JR. He's a legend. I'm not disrespecting a legend, but. Boom, boom. He's kind of just there. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing something. Get a check. <laughs> so. Kim's just basically explaining, yeah. So I got the, I got the, uh, my best man coming out. He lays down all the accolades. He's like the best looking. He's so charismatic. He's such a good friend. And he's like, here he goes, the best man. And then uh, Puff comes out. Puff's like an eighty guy, big dude, definitely a big dude. Comes out. He's and then <laughs> Kim's like, Puff, Puff, Puff. What are you doing, man? I, I mean, I appreciate you subbing on Twitch, but like, I just said that you're the best. But you're not the best man in Puff's leaves. <laughs> and then Brian Pilmick Jr. comes out. He's like, oh, I'm so fired up, man. Thank you, dude. It's my birthday. Like, thank you. I really appreciate it. And he was like, and Kip's my like, birthday. he's like, dude, I texted you. You're the best, comma, man. Not the best man. And he, he's like, yeah, we're not even actually friends. And Pilmick leaves. And as Pilmick's leaving, he goes, I hope your birthday sucks. And I was like, damn. <laughs> Poor guy. Damn, bro. That's red hot heat. That's birthday heat. But next, the real best man comes out, and it is Miro Day. Man, I popped big. I texted you immediately. I was like, yo. Yeah, this was was fired up, It took me a second because there was – was there music? He did it. I mean, he had had stuff on the screens. Yeah, there was music too. But then seeing him, it took me a second to like recognize him and be like, "Oh shit, that's Rusev for sure." Yeah, Miro is here, man, and he 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 was fired up. I was fired Miro up. Miro is hero. Miro is hero. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out, man. He cuts a fire promo. He says, ten years, ten years in the same house under the same glass, imaginary glass ceiling, trying to catch that same imaginary brass ring." Well, you can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. <laughs> He's hitting all the talking points for sure for a, yeah and for he, for him for a WWE guy coming over, you know. Yeah, and he was like, "Elite recognizes elite, 
And that's why I'm here. I'm the best man. I'm the best gamer. I'm the best wrestler. <laughs> My name is Miro. Got the best drip. Yo, he definitely did. And I'm all elite. And I was fired up. He was so pumped. You could yeah. like, he was visibly so excited. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Heavy he was pumped. for sure. He was doing like the weird like arm thing. Like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was getting because they were chanting Miro Day and the fans. And he's like, I like that. It has a sound, has a ring to it. Yeah. Which part of me wanted him to be like. Kind of like Jericho when he was with, with Hager and they were chanting, we the people. And he goes, we the people sucked. And it was bad booking. I wanted him to say some shit like that. Like, I think Bruce it's different Day, there, I wanted though. to say something like, are you guys making fun of me? Or like, <laughs> that that would have like been, been funny. But I think Rusev, Rusev Day was the thing that he got over. And we the people was the thing that WWE was pushing down the throat. So it's different. Like, it was his thing. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. There's definitely room with it, like still, because they didn't let him do anything with it. So, right. It's Miro Day all day. And this man came out in the the Disney X Gucci shirt and the pajama collab, pants. The Disney Gucci collab. And he had the Which, Yeezys on. And the Yeezys, bro. And that I seen people on Twitter. Once again, wrestling Twitter. It can be good. It can be bad. In this case, it was bad. People were like. Why is he dressed like that? I I like my wrestlers to dress like wrestlers. It's like, may I refer to a Mr. Rick Flair? Woo. This cost a thousand dollars, and that one cost five hundred, and I don't know what that cost. I'd be ashamed to wear it. Woo! <laughs> the man's got drip and respect to that. Yeah, straight up. Shout out to Miro, man. This I was so excited when this happened. Like, that's a dude who has infinite potential because he's he's like. He's super charismatic, and he can go in the ring, and I'm definitely excited to see his first match because yeah. I don't know if he's ever wrestled. booking, though? I think it's, like, perfect for him because he has so much charis- like charisma where he can come in in, like, a mid-card setting, and then they can build him because they've done so many things where they bring somebody in at a big spot, and then they, then they lose, but they can do something here with Miro where he comes in in the middle where he's obviously still a big deal, and they can just build them up to be even bigger of a deal, which I think is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's a little weird. I don't know. And here's the other thing I wanted to ask you. Do you think it's coincidence, or do you think they did it on purpose as far as he leaves WWE doing a crappy wedding gimmick or angle? Oh, that's on purpose for sure. And he comes here <laughs> to do a wedding angle. That was on purpose for sure. That's a shot. He was like, <laughs> "Let me, let's go. He was ready. Because I watched his um, – he posted like a YouTube video – and he was like, you know, yeah, it's perfect. Like, who else has better experience with weddings? I mean, I had two in real life and two on TV. So <laughs> <laughs> he's been married twice in real Apparently. life. I don't I didn't know that, but <laughs> not either. He's doing very well for himself. He's got Gucci clothes and Gucci. Yeah, right? <laughs> but um the other thing was, do you think he keeps going with Sabian, or do you think this was just a way to get him in? Like an angle to get him in. I'm not sure. I I think it could be cool with him and Kip because Kip, like, he's starting to show a lot more charisma. So if they want to do something with him and, like, have him as, like, a – because he did that – didn't he run with, like, Ziggler for a little bit or somebody? And it was, like – I think, like, that could be, like, a cool little pairing with him and just another guy who could talk. And Kip can go in the ring, too. So I think if they – I could see them being together because, you know, they were doing this shit with Havoc and and they fired him. So maybe they're just like, for the meantime, we'll put you in a team with, like you said, you come in mid-card and then yeah. you work your way up. And from 
I think regardless, Miro is stoked because like he, I watched this, the video, like I said, and he was saying like everybody's so cool. There's not a thousand writers running around. You get to you have creative control. You can do like you have input. They listen to you. And Tony Khan's such a cool boss already. And like he was pumped, man. Like so, I think regardless, I think he'll make the most of whatever he's given. Which yeah, is and a he lot. got over in a company where they didn't want him to get over. Exactly. So I imagine mean, what he can do here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm really excited about it. And another thing that I thought was great was this Hangman interview with Shivani. Because the parallels between the, the interview here, we can talk about the interview with uh, Kenny here too. So Hangman does an interview with Shivani where he's just basically saying, Shivani's asking how he's feeling and all this. And he's just like, oh yeah, I'm feeling fine. Shivani's like, nah, how are you actually feeling? And Hangman goes on this whole thing about how he realized that he was wrong and the FTR got in his head. He's, he had a really good line where he's like, they, they, they can, they uh, not confuse me, but they, they tricked me because just because they walk like me and talk like me, they made me think that they were like me, but they're not. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's a good line. They're, they're all North Carolina guys. So that really, that was like a good little line to drop in there. Mm, and he I was just know, saying how, uh, how he felt bad for what he did to the Bucks because he was saying that they would still be champions if he didn't do that because FTR should have never had that opportunity because if they had to face the Bucks, he was obviously insinuating that the Bucks would have won. And he had a line where he's like, yeah, man, I feel so bad. And everybody around me, oh, I had saw all these great friends. And he says that uh, he feels like his body's just full of poison. And I was like, damn, yeah. <laughs> poison. Poison from head to toe. Yeah, that, that, that was really good, man. And then Kenny, oh, and at the end of the interview, Shivani's like, so where do you go from here? And he's like, Hangman's like, well, I think it's just another obstacle for me and Kenny to overcome. And then we can go back and get the titles back. And then. Yeah, I didn't understand that. That confused me. So, like, he's still under the impression that they're a team? Yeah, like, I'll explain what I got out of it after I talk about the Kenny okay. one. So, Kenny okay. has the interview with JR, and Kenny's like, JR asks basically the same question, how are you feeling? He's like, well, how am I supposed to feel? I was a champion. No, I'm not. That's part of the business. I've been doing this for 10-plus years. What, what do you want me to say? And JR's like, well, there's been a kind of crazy week for the elite. What do you – how are you feeling? He's just like, you know – me and Hangman, we had great chemistry as a tag team, but and I thought that's where I should be right now in AEW. Everybody had all these different expectations for me, and I thought maybe this was something new, a different side of Kenny Omega. Then he's like, yeah, I learned a lot about myself and Hangman during that, and I, the stuff I learned about Hangman I didn't like. I, I don't know. And then he's like, maybe it's time for me to be the Kenny Omega everybody thought I was going to be. And I was like, ooh, yes, let's go. I and like then <laughs> he says, uh, and if Hangman thinks we're going to go back be keep teaming and uh go after the titles again he should uh make other plans and i was like damn so from what i figured like saw this it's clear that they haven't talked at all and that's why they have such different like hangman thinks they're gonna team again candy's like nah we're not because i don't think they've talked like kayfabe obviously but like gotcha yeah they hadn't talked and that's why it's so different i think that's that's really cool because like I just thought the parallel there was really cool because that leaves like a, a cool story for them to tell where it doesn't immediately go to them fighting. It could be Hangman trying to repair the relationship and then eventually getting frustrated when he can't. And I, I think there's like so many ways they could drag this out and tell this story. I think it's really cool. Yeah, the way you the way you explain it definitely is, sounds way better and makes more sense to me than what I got out of it, I guess. But the 
way that they've been pushing Hangman or the way they've been using Hangman, I'm not big on it. I mean, they had to get to something where he's like, oh, they got in my head and do all this. But, like, he's just been, like, kind of a drunk, like, a kind of a sad drunk. It's kind of... That's kind of always been his... That's what started, like, the whole him getting over, though, was him being, like... The whole thing is the anxious millennial cowboy is what they call him. Like, that's just how he's... he's I think that's how he's been since the start of the whole... Like, Cowboy everything after movement. the, the um, what was the name of the football match? Stadium Stampede. Ever since everything after that, I feel like it's been like he's just a sad drunk kind of a thing. Or he's just a guy who comes out with the glass, uh, you know, booze <laughs> or whatever. I kind of like that. Been, story I don't have nothing like, against his matches. I just, the psychology outside of that is just, I don't know. I like, I like the hangman. I like the hangman that wrestled Jericho for the title when it first started and everything up until, like I said, right after the stampede match. That's crazy to me because hangman wasn't over at all. I feel like at the, in the Jericho match, he, he got, no, like he no, did. no. I don't, I don't think he was over in this. I'm not saying he, I'm not questioning whether he's over or not. I think he was over. I mean, I think he was, I liked just me personally. Yeah. Okay, I like I everything he's done up until stampede. I like the stadium stampede match itself, but then everything since then I've, I've been just kind of like eh, about him. I think I, I like the, like the more human element of what he does. Cause he has like a lot of like, maybe you have to watch BTE. Cause he does like a lot of like monologues and stuff on there where it's like really like personable. And I think mm. that's, they're, try, they're going trying to more of tell like, I don't think he's telling like a wrestling story here. It's more of like a, like an actual like human story which i think I is kind of which could be the disconnect between the matches and the promo work i guess gotcha okay because it's not so like it's a traditional... more of like a i didn't screw brett brett screwed brett and it's kind of like a, a pullback it's like kind of kayfabe kind of not you know yeah i think it's just like a thing where he's like being a lot more vulnerable vulnerable than like most wrestlers would let themselves be i think it's kind of like i don't think it's a wrestling storyline i think it's just like a like not a traditional wrestling storyline where it's it's just like an actual like human elements where like it's not just black and white it's like oh he does have these problems and it is playing into the whole storyline i guess i don't know i need more cowboy shit (laughs) (laughs) i think once he once he gets i think once this feud happens with him and hangman or uh kenny it's gonna be full cowboy shit he's gonna be pissed off because I think, I, think, honestly, right, I think you're right on that one. I think it's going to get to a point where he's like, all right, I, I see I can't fix this, so I'm going to just take his head off the little nice. buckshot lariat. <laughs> yeah, I think I think once, like you said, once they start go, really getting into this feud, I think it'll bring out the best in both because it'll give us the cowboy shit hangman and it'll give us the cleaner. Exactly. That's, I, would I, think that's, I think that's why – the way they're building it is perfect because it's it's such a drawn out thing where people are gonna be like itching for it, and yeah. I think it's just kind of a hard to like reprogram your brain from like WWE where it's like month to month storytelling. This is like a year, multiple. Right. This is like a five years worth of storytelling because it goes back to like when Hangman joined Bullet Club. Like, so mm. I don't know. I like I just love the storytelling they do in that way. I, I like like long, drawn out things like that. Yeah. But this next match I thought was really good. Surpri- like, 
not surprisingly, but I didn't know how well these two teams would mesh against each other. But Jericho against Bad Romance, which is I'm calling. I, I don't. That's not their team name, but I think that's that should be their team name. Bad Romance, Joey Janela and uh, Sunny <laughs> Kiss, the Bad Boy and Sunny Kiss. Yeah, hey, Bad Romance. Hey. That's their nice. name now. <laughs> I fuck with it. No DQ match, and this was really fun, man. Sunny looked great here. Like he was laying in the forearms. The I think the work that Sonny's done over the past like few months has just grown so much and showed how much training has been been doing like through the pandemic. Yeah, definitely. And he uh got a shot on Hager, which says a lot knocked Ooh. him off the ring or Ooh, uh, a stiff one too. <laughs> like yeah. he he got him good there, but man. Joey Janela killed Chris Jericho with a chair in the back at one of this. Like he hit him in the back with the chair, but he did not pull it at all. He yeah. laid into him with it. Yeah, he uh, hit him like he owed him money for sure. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Jericho paid him back with it because he threw him through a ch- uh, off the stage through a table. <laughs> and the way he landed, he landed like on the leg part yeah. of the table too. Yeah. It looked rough for sure. Did not feel good. But I thought the finish of this match was really cool, too, because Sonny's up top to go for, like, a splash or something. <laughs> Jericho comes with the fire extinguisher. That distracts Sonny. Mm-hmm. Jericho or uh, Hager hits the Uranagi arm triangle, and that's it. Yep. And then they kind of – Jericho kind of gives a promo, like, he's moving on from Cat. He didn't say this, but he's moving on from Cassidy, and he's going yeah. into the tag team division, basically. Yeah, exactly, which I think that will be a good way to keep – Jericho out of like the singles compet like the singles uh echelon and let people other people get their spots so I think it's cool right so next we got I thought this was really good here too MJF's promo yelling at his old campaign team but that was standard stuff but the stuff between him and Warlow I thought was really cool because he's like oh yeah you know because Warlow kind of bows up to him after MJF yells at him and he's like uh do we have a problem because I, I I seem to remember that I signed your checks, not Tony Khan. And I was like, oh, which, I love is, that. Cool, which is cool because he's the one who brought him in originally. So I thought that's a cool little uh, wrinkle in there to kind of explain why Wardlow doesn't turn on MJF after he right, yelled exactly. at so much. Yep. yep. And he's like, you want to get tough? I'll, <laughs> I'll throw you and your kids out on the street or your whole family out on the street. <laughs> which... It's little things like that. What I think is cool because sometimes there could be a disconnect. Like, why doesn't Wardlow just kill this man? Like, he could right, drop right. him on his head with a. Yep. But it makes a lot of sense that way, and I think that's really cool. And it'll lead to a cooler storyline down the line once Wardlow eventually does turn. Yeah, it draws it out more too. Like you said, they're not quick to break up teams or just automatically give you what you want. Yeah, exactly. But you know it's coming. It's just a matter of. Kind of like when MJF turned on Cody, it was that. I, honestly, I looking back on that, it kind of seemed like that was a little bit quick. But you knew. I it wish was it was coming. longer. I wish. Hon- was longer. Yeah, honestly, honestly, and you knew it was coming. You just didn't know when. Yeah. And they eased it. You know, he picked up a chair. He looked at the chair. Same thing. You know, they're they're drawing this out a little bit longer, which is great. Yeah, exactly. Act when it actually happens. So next we got another promo, but this time from Gian Moxley. And he's like, <laughs> he said he was backstage at All Out. And he saw that uh, Lance Archer won the Casino Brother. Oh, he's like, son of a bitch. It doesn't get any easier, does it? <laughs> yeah. Which I thought that was really funny. But he said, well, 
I chose to be the champion and it shouldn't get any easier. So I'm ready for it. And he said, uh, I know like Archer's a big guy and all everything, but do you really want to get bet against me right now? Because I mean he's he's not wrong. It's hard to bet against Moxley right, right now because this man's on top of his game. <laughs> yep, he's on a roll. He definitely is. And next we got the uh, FTR tag team summit with uh them and Tully in the ring until he's like, you know, you don't have to be the best tag team for the whole 30 minutes. You just need the last minute and a half. And in the last three seconds, it was one, two, three, FTR on top. It was yes, 115 sir. degrees in here. And I was like, God damn, <laughs> I would not be doing anything in 115 degrees. I'll be taking a seat. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Man. That, oh, yeah. And it makes a lot of sense with humidity. It probably was 115 degrees in there. Cause, oh, yeah. Florida is fucking rough. It's like up here. Yeah. So. Wumpy. A full 30 minutes and that's crazy and it's really cool actually that they did this this way where it was 30 minute a 31 minute match so it was 30 minutes of them being pretty equal and in the 31st minute ftr got the win i thought that was that's a really like cool little thing that they did which not really a, like an important thing but i think just cool little things the 31st minute they had yeah a, it's the little things that they yeah, put exactly. in there They're like yeah that's cool exactly but yeah, so the FTR guys on my keys, like, and they're just going down, running down the tag team division, like, we're the top guys, we're the locker room leaders. He, they go through some shots at the other tag teams. They say, uh, SCU, he's like, we could have had a good match, when you, but you can't because you passed your prime or something yeah. like that. And he says, Billy Gunn, uh, Billy, just because you're in some second rate Hall of Fame doesn't mean you and your son get right to the front of the line. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Has a quick little shot that that was funny, <laughs> and then he goes, "Jurassic Express, uh, we have a match next week, but don't you think it's a title shot? Because I'll be damned if I let a a, a comedy tag team run my division. Not your uh, cosplay, Tarzan and a dumbass dinosaur." <laughs> I love that. I thought that was really funny, and then uh, they didn't love like that, the so they get they get in the ring and. Uh, Luchasaurus grabs him, and they're like, oh, no, no, no. And then Jungle Boy jumps off the top rope, misses. Luchasaurus grabs him for the double choke slam. They smack his hands down, roll out. And then Marco Stunt comes with the uh, cooler, pours it on their heads. And then uh, all, everybody else around the ringside shares the cake. I think this might be the first wrestling segment ever with a cake where it didn't get smashed in anybody's face. That's true. Yeah, now that you mention it, cakes are only there to be smashed in faces. Yeah. I thought that was a really I think cool. It started off good, like as far as the the promos, FTR with the promos. Obviously, I think it ended awkwardly. Like I feel like I don't know if it had something to do with the other teams. And I talked about this before because Cody had mentioned it. Um, that like yo, this isn't WWE. There's not this invisible wall. I can just go through the ropes and attack yeah. you. Maybe that had something to do with it. and Or, like, they kept coming back to get shit. Like, they kept coming back to get their coat or something. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what it was. It, the, it was just the belts, yeah. Yeah, the belts, yeah. It just seemed like... I think it's just the thing where they forgot to grab the belts and they're like, oh, I guess we can't we can't leave the belts. So they kind of had... They were kind of stuck in a position where, like, like we can't leave the belts yeah. in the middle of the ring. So we kind of had to go get them. Yeah. So, like, that was, like, a little bit of a disconnect. I for sure agree on that. But I think that match would be fun. Jurassic Express versus FTR. I think it'll yeah, be... Yeah, definitely. I definitely think 
Jungle Boy could have like a really cool interplay with those two. And I think Luchasaurus, the size difference there would be really cool too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like to see them. Uh, um, I don't know. What do you think? They, I was going to say I'd like to see them win, but... I don't think, I don't think Jurassic Express wins. I think FTR needs to stay undefeated for now. Yeah. I don't think it's going to But then time. where does that lead them? Who's next? Goldberg. <laughs> I think... I don't know. Who, who do they have? Give me... Uh, I would love to see Santana Ortiz against them, or best friends. Honestly, best friends should be next after that. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to do heel against heel. So best yeah. friends, I feel like you're definitely up next. If yeah, best friends wins the the parking lot brawl, and then they go on. Yeah, because they're in the next up for the titles, right? Weren't they too? I would say so. After that, yeah, I don't know who else would be. I would definitely say best friends would be next up after that for sure. So that'd be cool. FTR versus best friends, give it to me. Yep. <laughs> Orange Cassidy on ringside playing messing around with Tully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just at the cool. announce table sleeping. <laughs> exactly. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Next we got Ricky Sarks. Well, first Taz comes out the commentary and he's like, he explains everything that happened at the battle royale. And he's like, wait, I hear I hear a ruckus backstage. Do you guys hear that? Do you guys hear that? And they're like, no, what are you talking about? And he's like, I think I think Darby Allen's coming to the ring. <laughs> and then Darby's music hits when it's Ricky Starks and he comes out, and he says, I I hurt my finger in the battle royale. And I got thumbtacks in my foot. So now I can't go skate with my friends. <laughs> dude, Ricky Starks is such a good heel. He's like, so good, dude. He's so good. I, I wish I had seen more of him more of him before he came to AEW. He man, then the the promo he cut after this was really good too, because he goes, You have this all on your uh, jacket, relentless. It's on your skateboard, on your jacket. But are you relentless or are you just reckless? And I was like, Ooh. Ooh. He's like, that's why nobody on the back wants to team with you. That's why you're not here right now because you're hurt. But when you come back, I'm going to relentlessly beat that ass. <laughs> I like, Let's go. I mean, that's a good point as far as, I mean, in real life. Yeah. I mean, how else would you describe people <laughs> putting a body bag full of thumbtacks and throwing over the top rope? Like, he, my God, bro. I, I, think, I mean, they he, killed him. He, he's got a good point. <laughs> It's insane. That's so crazy. That bump is so nuts to me. Another match we got to watch is Darby Allen against Ethan Page from Evolve. Okay. Because it he takes he a some crazy shit in that too. He does a body bag bump in there too. Oof. I'm not even. But Darby Allen's just so good, and he's so yeah. over too. I feel like he's he's a maniac. <laughs> he's a maniac, man. Yep. But I think this match when it happens is gonna be a banger. I think it'll be really good. Because I Ricky is one of like one of my favorite guys that have recently joined AEW for sure. Yeah, he had it's a like match. He had a match on Dark against Benjamin Carter, actually, the prodigy of pro wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. the I saw him come out and like Benjamin Carter. I seen the the little vignette of him coming out and like pointing yeah. at his name on the sign. So dope. Benjamin Benjamin Carter is gonna be like. He's the guy who I think is going to be the breakout star of the next five years. This dude is nuts, man. He's got to just sign him now. Yeah, for real. He was on dark. Hey, speaking of dark, my homie Kevin Blackwood is going to be on dark this week. 
he's got a match with his uh, partner, Daniel Garcia. They're going against the Butcher and the Blade. So the uh, <laughs> that's going to be dope. They're, the Frontiers? Yeah. Homie Kevin. Oh, wow. Damn. Shout out to him. Yeah, him and uh, him and Daniel Garcia got a match on Dark this week, so that'd be cool. Fuck yeah. Going against the Butcher and the Blade. Yeah, I wanted to throw that out there since we're talking about Dark. Nice. But yeah, man. Uh, Ricky Starks, great. Benjamin Carter, great. Sign him. Hey, yep. Sign Kevin Blackwood and uh, Daniel Garcia while you're at it, too. Might as well. Yeah, sign him. Sign them all. That's the future, baby. You definitely got to check out Blackwood stuff, though. I think you would like him a lot. Okay. Definitely will. He's, he's a vegan straight edge, too. Oh, I for sure will, then. <laughs> but yeah, uh, next we got Tay Conti, which she's signed now. They signed her the morning of this Dynamite, like that Wednesday morning, So, which is awesome. I think that she's a definitely a really good addition to the roster against one half, the- one half of the Vicious Vixens, Nyla Rose. Because I guess that's Ooh. what her her and uh, Vicky Guerrero call themselves now, which is cool. I saw the promo pictures of them on the beach. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> so funny. Shout out to Vicky, man. She yep. she she hit the excuse me after the match too, which we'll talk about. But the match was fun, man. I think Tay Conti does a lot of cool stuff where she like she did a really cool reversal into like a armbar here. She like yeah. a step up and then she like rolled her into the armbar. That was sick. She her she uses her like Brazilian jiu jitsu background really well, and like combines it into wrestling, which is dope. I think. Yeah, definitely. I like to see this a little bit more back and forth than I would like to see a squash match or anything. Yeah, like definitely, that. definitely. But Nyla ended up killing her with a beast bomb for the win. She Ooh. she put some stank on it, but yeah. <laughs> it was a good match. But Vicky ended up cutting a promo at the match. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> and. She's basically Shut her up. <laughs> saying the vicious vixens are here to stay, and they go for another beast bomb on she- and uh on Tay Conti, but Sheeta comes out for the save. So I guess they're running back uh, Sheeta and uh, Nyla Rose, which I think would be good because that match they had at uh, Double or Nothing was a banger. So I'm excited to see the rematch. Oh, absolutely! Uh, and then Sheeta coming off that match with Thunder Rosa, it's like, where does she go from there? You know? Yeah. You have to go back to Nyla Rose. Speaking of Thunder Rosa, she has a match for the NWA Women's Championship next week on Dynamite, which is awesome that the NWA title is getting defended on Dynamite, which is crazy. Yeah, that is dope for sure. Her against Diamante, which will be dope. Definitely. That's just that's so cool <laughs> that NWA title is getting defended on TNT on AEW. That's what's cool, baby. Exactly. So next was the Kenny Omega interview that we already talked about. But yep. the main event happened here. And man, this match was a banger. Dustin Rose versus Brody Lee for the TNT title. Man. I thought this is probably this the I think this is the best match of the night. I thought. Oh yeah, best match of the show. This is probably Dustin's best match besides the match with Cody in AEW. Yeah, I would it's, agree. They are beating the hell out of each other. And I th- I like the way they did this because Dustin attacked Brody during his during the introduction, it caught Brody off guard. That's why he couldn't get the same advantage that he got over Cody during their match, which I, he took the fight to dust to uh, Brody, like Brody took the fight to Cody. So that's right. A little cool, little, for you. cool little storytelling tidbit right there, but they brawl around ringside. Uh, <laughs> Brody gets a lot of control, but Dustin got his comeback and he goes off for a little bit. Does a, a run off the top rope. It's a code red, which is crazy. <laughs> Do that cold red. Ooh, so smooth. It was smooth. Too. He has a really good cold red, which is 
Not yeah, seed you would expect to say, but he does. Right. For a 50-some-year-old man. Exactly. Uh, Brody kicked Brady. out of the crossroads, which I thought was a really cool touch. Yep. But the finish of this was dope. So Brody hits him with a super kick, doesn't bounce off the ropes. So with the second Cooper super kick, he bounces off the middle rope, comes back and gets killed with the discus lariat for the one, two, three. Big and time. He he laid that one in, too. Like, I'm glad he started his first few discus lariats in AEW. He was kind of like, he was being soft on him, but he, now he's comfortable. He's killing people with it, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. Like, lay him in there. That's what I need to see. Yeah, I like um, I like that he uses that because it's it's just fitting for him. Yeah, He's a big guy. Big you know, guy just I don't know. Head off. Maybe it's the Stan little Stan Hansen or something in him, or I don't know. Stan Hansen, Bruiser Bruiser Brody a little bit, which is yeah. not what he's named after. I didn't. I found that out recently. I don't know it's if not. you did. Say what? It's not. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's not. He didn't get his name from Bruiser Brody. I forget where I read that or where I heard that. But it was something from what he said from his own mouth that he got his name from Mallrats. Oh, wow. The main character of Mallrats' name is Brody. Oh, that's interesting. I would have so, definitely assumed Bruiser Brody. <laughs> yes, I did too. And then I saw that. I'm like, oh, that's random. <laughs> yeah, that, that's cool though. But after the match, Dark Order comes out to celebrate and Colt Cabana comes in with his new black and re- uh, black and purple gear. He's trying to show... Mr. Brody, but Brody's like, get them out of here. <laughs> yeah, he's been like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he hates him. He's so pissed. Uh, yeah, he what the fuck? Match. He made him lose a match. Mr. Brody, don't yeah, lose him. That's true. And then Uno has to condole, con, yeah, console him. Yeah, and he makes them all pick Dustin up. They kicks him with a low blow, and that's how the show ends with yep. Mr. Brody standing tall. And then we get the big announcement. So oh, Cody, yeah. Cody Rhodes oh, appears Cody on the screen. <laughs> He's like, you know, I may be hurt. And you may think that I should just go home. And I was like, oh, this man's about to he's about to steal our gimmick. <laughs> right. Right. But he says, well, I'm introducing something you've never seen before. The Go Big Show. And it's him. It's his uh, his host. He's um, coach. Not getting a coaching gate, judging a uh, reality or not reality, but like a contest show is the word I'm trying to say. And it's, it's America's like, Got Talent, but without singing, like from a trailer park. Yeah, basically. America's got, got talent in the trailer park. They got they got Snoop Dogg, they got Rosario Dawson, which is dope. Yep, Bert Kreischer. I think this dude is new. Yeah, Bert Kreischer. Shout out to him. I like his uh, podcast. That's sick, but yeah, I this is for sure like a a Warner TNT thing. Like, yo, you have to put this on the end of the show. Like, that's that's what this is. Yeah, it was like a weird. Yeah, I don't know. I think Cody is great. I love Cody. I love everything he does. I just feel like, yeah, they they did this because it was to promote the wrestlers to get the wrestling fans to see this. Yeah, because yeah. no offense to Cody, and I'm not shitting on him. But it seems like he does not fit in with the with the rest of the judges. Yeah, definitely. But you know what uh, I mean. Like I everybody think, knows Snoop Dogg. Everybody everybody knows Rosario Rosario Dawson. If not, you know, like her from a movie. You know. What yeah, I mean? exactly. Uh, and then Cody Rhodes. You're like uh, the the, uh, the non wrestling fan sees that and is like, who's this guy? You know. What yeah. I mean? So. I think it's a way to get some crossover eyes both directions for some wrestling fans to the show and then non-wrestling fans to maybe check out AEW. So I think it was yeah, a thing definitely. where 
they kind of had to do it with the contract with Warner and all that. So I'm not yeah. mad at it. I, I figured they didn't no, really have I'm a choice not. in it. Like, and shout to Kobe. Not, I'm not gonna watch it, but I'm not good gonna, for him. Yeah, I'm sure he's. <laughs> I'm sure it's fun, probably. So, <laughs> shout to Cody. I'd rather watch this than the Big Show show. Yeah, it, that that got canceled though. <laughs> no more. They canceled oh, it after God. one season. <laughs> they oh, said all oh, the no. Big Show shows canceled. Well, we got the Go Big Show for you. <laughs> God damn, Go Big Show home. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought he was about to say something about the go-home show, and I was like, you better not. <laughs> you like, better not, Cody. I'll call TK mm-hmm. right now. Tony Khan, is you better tell you, man. <laughs> Either give me the pencil or write me a check. Exactly. One of the two. I need it all. <laughs> yep. But yeah, man, that was AEW for this week. I thought it was really fun. Shout out to AEW. They hit 1 million viewers this week. A little bit more, actually. It was like 1.4 or something like that. Some a big number for them. So Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. And AEW or NXT did a pretty big number too. It's like 850,000 or something around there. So Yeah, that's it, right. I saw that. They need to just go to separate days, man. It's better for both of them. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not it's not AEW's choice. They they NXT decided to go here after AEW announced they were going on Wednesdays. Like they AEW can't go on Tuesdays because of NBA stuff for the most part. So right, and NXT gets more viewers when they're not head to head with AEW. Yeah, so, so I got your losses and move to a different night be the bigger be the bigger man exactly i think it would be make make way more sense for the industry in general to just go on separate nights and give me a reason to go to the watch the sci-fi channel <laughs> the sci-fi channel oh no yeah There's isn't that what they're anymore. on now Ooh. i thought nxt was on sci-fi no then usa oh is it on usa still yeah why did i think that this week i for some reason, I thought I saw the sci-fi symbol in the corner. Maybe I was just high. I don't know. <laughs> That's an edge break? Oh, shit. I did. Oh, fuck. I played myself. <laughs> you did the job on that one, bud. That's my gimmick. It's my new gimmick is I pretend like I'm high when I'm not. <laughs> Rob Van Dam. Oh. If he, get, oh. if he breaks edge, we riot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But let's uh, hop into our time machine real quick and go back to 2010. Ring of Honor's final battle, Kevin Steen versus Elgin Erico in a fight without honor, which is basically like a no rules match. Uh, It's Generico's mask against Steen's ROH career. And like I always do on the matches that you hadn't seen before, the throwback show match of the weeks. I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. What would you think of it? Right off the bat, let me ask you, did you watch this live? I don't think I did, actually. Okay. Um, This was, let me start it out. Like you said, this was a, um, they had teamed before you get Kevin Steen or Kevin Owens and then El Generico, Sami Zayn. We know that. Some people might not. And it's, uh, they were a team and they broke up. Like you said before, this isn't their first rivalry against each other this had happened before i think but i would hope that the other matches weren't this brutal because this one was like most of the matches that you 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 uh get me to watch in ring of honor around this time are rough to watch (laughs) right up not too far into the match kevin owens kevin steen is bleeding 
profusely, so like, bad. <laughs> real bad, like, like pouring out. Um, total just fucking car wreck in the best way. Sami Zayn, or I'm sorry, El Generico. There's a spot where in Ring of Honor, at least for me, I don't know if this was a, if this is like a thing, but like the fans smacking the guardrail. Yeah, that's that's like a Ring of Honor thing for sure. Okay, so Steen rips starts ripping these like they look like big aluminum like metal plates that they just like strapped to the guardrails. Yeah, so it makes more noise when they slap it. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so. They fight out under the floor. He piles these things off of these big big metal tin signs off of the guardrails, puts them on Generico, does a flip off the apron onto all of them. It's like, that's insane because it's just like the sides of these things could yeah. cut you or, or whatever. Gets them back in the ring. They do a couple more spots. He's, then he starts just busting into uh, El Generico and he's bleeding like he's bleeding profusely through the mass. So at this point, Kevin Owens is taking his blood and like rubbing it on his arms and just being nasty, <laughs> being a nasty heel, you know, heel yep. shit. They do a couple more spots. They, they bring a ladder into the ring. A couple of them take a bumps, take bumps on the ladder. And it's not like the ladders in WWE were recently, I've noticed, they seem like they're made of wood almost. Yeah, they're wooded and they paint them. Yeah, like, I'm sure it's not an easy bump whatsoever. I'm not shitting on it. But this is like an aluminum ladder that like it's, it's going to hurt regardless. Yep. Like there's definitely no give, it seems like. And you could probably, it could probably go wrong very quickly as far as yeah. aluminum can cut you pretty easily. Yep. So they take bumps on the ladder back and forth. They set up, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Steve Carino comes out to the ring. I don't yep. know what his position is in Ring of Honor this time. He was like, like sort of like a GM role or like an announcer, one of those two. Okay, so he comes out. He clotheslines the fuck out of El Generico. Yeah, he does. And then it's the referee. Like he takes almost takes a bump from the the fat ref, but then he turns around, punches the ref. Yeah, Todd Sinclair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Todd Sinclair. Yes, yes. And I don't remember how. How'd they get, how did they get rid of him? Cocobana. That's right. Cocobana comes out. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Boom, boom. 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 <laughs> yep. You're absolutely right. But he was dressed like a janitor. That's <laughs> why I don't remember that. Regular guy, Cocobana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So there you go. That makes sense. Get rid of Carino. Then they set up a spot where the ladder is set on like a bridge from the apron to the barricade. Like the barricade. barricade. Yeah. And then they put a table, stack a table on top of the ladder. Generico's going to put Steen through this table, basically. And they tease back and forth who's going to go through it. He throws Steen from the top rope, like front flips him. And he basically lands on this thing the best way he could. Because when I'm, while I'm watching it, I'm thinking, this is not going to end well. Like, <laughs> he's going to get fucked up. Like, there's no way he doesn't get fucked up. But he takes this bump the best way he possibly can. So he lands on the table. He almost bounces off the table. He breaks it slightly yeah. and then bounces off, kind of avoids the whole bump almost. I mean, I'm sure it hurts still, but he avoids most danger of yeah. it and takes the bump onto the floor. Generico rolls him back in the ring, hits him with the uh, Falcon Arrow, I think. Yeah, and then he also hit him with – I might be getting ahead of myself, but he hits the – 
oh no, he hits him with the Falcon Arrow for the two. And then Steam powers up again and hits him with the package pile driver onto the chair. That's right. That's oh right. my God. <laughs> that was like at 2010. I mean, th- th- I've seen that spot a lot now, but in 2010, I feel like that was not a, a common thing. Especially because it was like an open chair, too. Like it was open, yes. like you're going to sit down in it and it's just package yep. pile driver onto the chair. But man. But yeah, oh. Generico got the, uh, he got the win here, but. He didn't look like it. Yeah, he also hit the top row brain buster. Brain buster right. with a bunch That's of A's right. instead of an ER. Brain buster. <laughs> and he hadn't been able to do that to, to Steen in any of the matches they had had before. So that was like a big... That's why everybody pops up big for that. Gotcha. But he won by just hitting Kevin Steen in the face, like on top of a head with a chair. Yes. Un- oh, that was it. That was exactly it. He took the... Oh, he didn't block it or nothing. Just took the fucking chair shot to the head. And it was like the one where he like swings it from the side. Yep. and just Yeah. After he did that, I'm like, please just. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That is. Fuck, man. That's so crazy. What a crazy match. So good, dude. Definitely recommend looking this up on YouTube. It's up there for free. Oh, Kevin free. Steen versus Elgin Erica ROH. Final battle 2010 of Fight Without Honor is the name of the match. So good. What a great name for a match. Yeah, especially in Ring of Honor. Yeah, right. So good, man. So good. I'm glad I more of these, please. Hey, I got I got them all lined up. I'm ready to go. I got you. Nice. Yeah, I am really, if there's one thing I could say the past couple weeks we've been doing these, is that I'm sad. I'm I'm not super upset that I missed what was going on in WWE for kind of just I just kind of stopped watching around that time. I'm not really looking back. I'm not too sad about that. I am bummed that I missed all these I'll ring of honor pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. it's so crazy, man. I think I kind of want to go overseas to Japan for the next week's match of the week. Kind of even more of a throwback. I want to kind of want to do a Masawa versus um Kabashi match. Okay. Back. I kind of, I think that might be the move for next week because what company in New Japan? No, it's um I think it's gonna be I think it's Noah or All Japan or All Japan. Yeah, okay. I think it's gonna be All Japan that it would probably be from. Ooh, it's it's gonna be a banger. There's, they have a lot of matches. I have to figure out which one I want to I want to do. Which it depends on what's on YouTube actually. But okay, definitely. That's a little teaser next week. But yeah, man. It was a very fun week of wrestling. Like I said, Time Bomb Pro was very fun. It should be on IWTV within the next month. So they have to edit it together and everything. But when it's will on Karma IWTV, be on that as well? Yeah, we will. We'll be Bad on that. We'll be on IWTV. So that's I'm very excited about that. To be able to watch myself on there. And your, to watch your those wrestling debut. Yeah, it's my IWTV debut. You're, you're fucking over, buddy. You're already over. I'm going to get myself over. <laughs> you can book me at... <laughs> Burning Harrod on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Had to throw that in there. Get your right. shit in, pal. Since we're talking about social media, where can they find you? Oh, you can't. You can find me making my uh, front row debut. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, my living room debut, or not my debut in the living room, but regardless, you'll find me on Instagram at <laughs> xnabx209, and I'm on the Twitter at fatxtony. And then you can find my band on Twitter and Instagram at Karma, K-H-A-R-M-A-M-W-H-C. 
keep a lookout because we got some leftover of those Taz shirts. We did a Taz rip. I don't know if I talked about this on the show, but it's fuck that dude. You I got, got one for you. Left? I got one for you. Yeah, I got you. Beautiful. I set it Beautiful. aside. But um, yes, thank you. We got the uh, Taz. We did a, a rip of the Taz Survive if I Let You shirt. It's a picture of us with Survive if We Let You on the friend, and we we changed the ECW to CHI for Chicago Hardcore. So it's it's a cool shirt. So we'll have left, we have leftovers. They're putting them up soon. So. I'll share them on the go homepage too, so everybody who listens to this can check it out. But yeah, man, that's all we got. So we'll be back next week. Keep make sure you guys uh are being safe out there, wearing a mask and everything. Uh, it's definitely definitely do that, please. Because after playing <laughs> playing at the time bomb show, I'm getting the itch to play shows again, and it's not gonna probably not happening anytime soon. <laughs> so yep. And make sure you're wearing a mask. Everybody stay safe out there. Black Lives Matter. And that's all we got, unless you have anything else. That's it. It's time to go home. One of y'all niggas gonna be fucking with me. I got two bad bitches gonna be rubbing my feet. I got three young niggas down the bus at the heat. And all y'all ain't got nothing on Ooh, now one of y'all niggas gonna be fucking with me. I got two bad bitches gonna be rubbing my feet. I got three young niggas down the bus at the heat. And all y'all ain't got nothing on me. Okay, put your fucking hands up. Just a fucking anthem. Smiling cause I'm young, rich, black, and I'm handsome. Not to mention wealthy.